Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Congratulations are in order to China. I know China has now, number one, the most branded coffee shops of any country in the world. You thought it was going to be the United States of America, didn't you? Nope. Uh, China has just pushed us off the top of the mountain. We're in second place, though. Uh, But it's the first time in 20, 30 years since uh, the World Coffee Portal started tracking. The number of chain coffee shops in China grew by 58% last year. They are drinking some coffee in China. Okay. (laughs) That is amazing. Uh, U.S. outlets, uh, it surpassed U.S. outlets by more than 9,000 storefronts this year. Pretty incredible. Uh, The other upset was uh, Lucan Coffee, L-U-C-K-I-N Coffee, the Chinese company. Uh, It is the largest coffee chain brand in China after it pushed Starbucks off the top of the mountain. And so, okay, Starbucks is still the second largest market for China other than the United States. Pretty incredible. Uh, The chain right now has, uh, let's see, Starbucks, uh, the chain has 6,500 stores in China, and uh, Lucan's has 11,000. And Starbucks is saying, hey, we're going to get to 9,000 by 2025. So congratulations to China for being uh, the number one coffee chain drinking country in the world. And speaking of Starbucks, you see where the feds, are, they may end up ha- forcing Starbucks to open stores. I don't see how they can do that. But uh, the company we talked about uh, at one point shut down 16 locations in July of 2022, last year. Uh, since if you're listening live, today is the 15th of December, 2023. And they closed the stores and they were located in Seattle, Philadelphia, Los Angeles, Portland, and Chicago, you may remember. But the National Labor Relations Board stated that, yeah, eight of those Starbucks locations were unionized at the time that they were shut down, and the company failed to notify the workers. No, they notified them when they shut it down, okay? Uh, but uh, Starbucks Workers United uh, were not giving a, giving a heads up, and so that denied the union the opportunity to bargain. Hey, you, we're going to shut down. We, we No, don't shut down. We still want our jobs. Nope, bargaining over. I mean, come on now. Stop it. So we'll see. That cannot That cannot be let to stand. I'm sorry. Uh, there's no way that they can force a company to open up stores that they have now closed. I'm just sorry. It's just, I don't care what the deal was. It's just No, you have to open your stores. You closed them down, but you've got to you've got to open them back up. They want them to open back up, rehire the employees, provide those workers with lost pay and benefits, and bargain with the union. <laughs> Look, I'm really sorry that those people lost their jobs, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. But sorry about it. Welcome, welcome to chewing the fat. <laughs> You know, speaking of companies closing down and, uh, you know, laying people off and uh, closing the doors, I see it's becoming, I mean, this economy, man, is turning right around, turning right around. In this article of layoffs, these three, Etsy, the online marketplace, 
where uh, you know it's laying off 11% of its staff. Uh, the CEO blamed macroeconomic environment and previous overhiring despite gross merchandise sales remaining flat. Okay. Hasbro, the toy maker, laying off 1,100 workers, roughly 20% of its staff. Uh, yeah, I know. Less than uh, stellar sales uh, were reporting, so all right. And they cut 800 jobs earlier this year. Wow. Now, Spotify. Spotify, we talked about their layoffs. Well, they just announced their third round, right, earlier this month, which cut 1,500 jobs, and that equates to about total now 17% of their staff. Just incredible. And in the same article, what I find amazing is that it talks about uh, that uh, getting an employee headcount reduction email right after a company Christmas party competition uh, isn't a great isn't for great for staff morale. No, but that's what happens right around this time of year. Companies start cutting cutting the cords on people. I get it, but they claim in the story that the CEO saying blaming challenging macroeconomic factors it seems to be at odds with most Americans finally starting to feel like the economy is turning around. I'd like to ask you, uh, the listener of Chewing the Fat, the Americans, not the people outside of America, I know how you feel. You can email me at chewingthefatattheblaze.com. But the Americans, do you feel that the economy is turning around? Because I certainly don't feel that way. Yeah, maybe you do. And maybe you, like me, like a fresh, cold glass of water. No, we're not going to the break room yet. Uh, But... Uh, The California State Water Resources Control Board knows all about that fresh, cold glass of water. And they are tentatively planning a vote next week uh, to approve a landmark water regulation. Now, this is happening over the holidays, you know, just letting letting you know, because they're planning this vote next week. All right. Is that Christmas week? Oh, my gosh. Yes, it is. Uh, They are planning this vote next week. On regulation that would turn sewage into drinking water across California. Thrown all over the walls, the floor, the ceiling, and it stunk so bad. And you'll be drinking that now, and you're not going to be throwing it away. You're not going to be scraping it off. You're going to just toilet to tap, baby, wall to tap, wall to water. Okay, so the rules would allow the toilet to tap converting water right into drinking water. Man, does that sound good. The project, of course, is an effort to tackle, say it with me now, climate change. And, of course, droughts. We have to worry about those droughts out there. So currently, the sewage water gets treated and released into oceans, rivers, water parks, and used to irrigate fields in California. This is specifically to California. So the new plan would take the wastewater and have it treated at a higher level and send it back to the main water supply over a course of hours to days. I, I, would, like to, I, I would like to vote for days. If we're going to do this, I would, not hours. Don't just, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead and put it back in the drinking water. So right now there are you know, a couple different ways to do that. You can, uh, the indirect potable reuse, which is what we do a lot in this country, uh, as, and so does California, uses the environmental buffer, such as a lake, river, or groundwater aquifier, before the water is treated 
into the drinking water treatment plant. So they treat it, they put it back in the aquifer or the lake or whatever, and then they take the, take it back from there and treat it again through the thing. So it has time to filter through, I don't know, what's the thing called again? Oh, yeah, earth. And so uh, they have a chance to do that. Or you have what they want to do is direct potable reuse, which involves the treatment and distribution of water without an environmental buffer. And who needs the environment? I mean, who needs earth to do what earth does? No one. No one needs that. So uh, just so you know, it's not going to happen overnight. Uh, If approved, the California sanitation districts hope to start construction in 2025 and begin delivering water by 2032. That does seem like a long time. Uh, It does seem like a long time before before we have to start drinking toilet to tap water. Now, the good thing is this is being used around the world already. Uh, Singapore is doing this. And Nambia. And man, Nambia is beautiful this time of year. Now, the problem with it, though, is that Nambia has already reported um, water contamination crisis. And uh, the water is not fit for human consumption. That won't happen here. That, don't even worry about it. That will not happen here. Even if you were to wake up and find... There was doo-doo feces thrown all over the walls, the floor, the ceiling, and it stunk so bad. Take a drink. There's nothing like a fresh, cold glass of water. You know, for a while, I've talked about uh, taking the train from Trenton, New Jersey, into Manhattan every day when we were doing the show out of, out of Manhattan. I lived in Philadelphia. The closest big uh, junction was Trenton, New Jersey. And you take, uh, <laughs> uh, you take the train, 601 Express, every morning from Trenton, New Jersey, right into Manhattan. And there were times when you come back or in the afternoon and they have someone has hurt themselves on the track or there's, you know, it gets stalled and you have to stop. And it is so frustrating because you're stuck. You're on the train. Uh, it's taking long enough as it is to get from Manhattan to Trenton. And then you got to drive home. But then, you know, you're there on the tracks just sitting there and uh, doing nothing. Well, so the other day there was a loose bull on the train tracks in New Jersey. You know how pissed I would be uh, being in a train and a bull is stopping the trains from running because he's on the tracks. They didn't even know where it came from. Where the We don't know. We don't know who it belongs to. We don't know where it came from. It's just a, a, a ruddy brown bull with long, dark-tipped horns standing on the tracks at Newark Penn Station. Oh, that's a main hub. That's the hub, one of the last hubs. Well, uh... There's one more in there, but one of giant big hubs uh, heading into uh, New York and also shooting off into Newark and New Jersey. Tracks all meet there. I would be so tipped. I mean, so pissed. (laughs) Uh, Holy cow. So the police response and holding up train traffic. Just stopping because this bull is on the tracks. Uh, How about no? Uh, for hours, they're trying to get this tr- this bull off the tracks, and they finally, I don't know, wrangled it into some fenced area uh, and uh, got it sent to some local animal sanctuary. Oh, isn't that special? Because I would say, oh, look, there's a bull on the train tracks. We don't know who it belongs to. We don't know how it got here. Hey, bull. Move away from the tracks. No. Going down. And we carried it off the tracks and we move on with our lives. Okay. Have a nice 
day. And this isn't the first time that it's happened. It hasn't happened in a while. But they had it in 2006. Wow, this is this is before I was. When was I riding New Jersey Transit? I was riding New Jersey Transit 10, 11, and 12. Okay, so this is before then. Because uh, this happened, the first one happened in 2004. And they captured it. And they took it to a slaughterhouse. Good. I mean, they should have. Uh, they, no matter. This was back in 2004. At least they took. They didn't take it to a sanctuary, but they they did not take care of it right away. Because then in 2006, another bull just roaming around the city for hours. They don't know where it came from. Who it belonged to? You know who this bull belongs to? No. Yeah, we had to take two shots on that. It was a pretty big bull. So what are you going to do? Anyway, I just, I'd be so angry. <laughs> so I read the story. I was, I was, I was angry. I'm not even right about it anymore. Like this bull is blocking track. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of these climate activists. And it re- maybe it's a climate activist bull. Maybe it's a Palestinian bull. That's what it is. It's a Palestinian bull. Freedom, free Palestine. Uh, cease fire for Palestine bull blocking traffic. Because, you know, you can't, you can't do anything to any of the protesters. And heaven forbid, I mean, I realize, I realize that if you were to, <laughs> you know where that bull belongs to? No. How long has it been out here? We got the train stopped. Uh, we got traffic stopped. We've been out here for about an hour. All right, let's get the trains going again. You know how pissed people would be, man? It would be awesome. You just show... They have helicopter shots of the bull covered up with a white sheet on the tracks, carrying that thing off. <laughs> it looks like it looks like the police are covering up the bull. The police are now cutting up the bull. My gosh, what are they doing? Taking the meat home for themselves? Trains are still running though, so everything is fine. I mean, that would be awesome. It's just me thinking it would be awesome. All right, never mind. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something. Oh, it's not. We're not drinking California water in the break room. I'll tell you that. No, that is not happening. All right. So the Food and Drug Administration has issued a recall on 12 packs of Diet Coke, Fanta Orange, and Sprite. Whew. Coke Zero is still good. Uh, they were sold in Alabama, Florida, and Mississippi. Whoo, still good. I'm, I'm living in Texas now. Show originates from Dallas Fort Worth, the Metroplex. So I don't have to worry about it. I can still do that. So the recall was made due to the potential presence of foreign material in the cans of soda. There was due to feces no, I just, thrown no. all over the walls, no. the floor, the ceiling, and it stunk so bad. It was not. They did not say that. Okay, it just said foreign material. They would have specified. Because <laughs> uh, they it, it does say in the story it wasn't made clear what the foreign material may be inside the can. No, but it's not that. All it over can't the walls, be. The floor, the ceiling, and it stunk so bad. If that's the case, they need to shut down the production plant at the old Diet Cokes, I'll tell you that. <laughs> now, they claim that... Uh, all the cans have been taken off the shelf. So if you have some, you can obviously return it. Don't drink it. Uh, there were 417 cases of Diet Coke, 14 cases of Fanta Orange, 
and uh, 1,557 cases of Sprite. So if you have any of the impacted products, do not consume them. I'm telling you, now if you were to open a can of Sprite and you got a whiff of... There was doo-doo feces thrown all over the walls, the floor, the ceiling, and it stunk so bad. Yeah, I'm not drinking that. All right, so those of you listening live, like I said, today is the 15th of December, 2023. That means uh, Prime's Reacher drops today. I was I read a, a tease that it was supposed to drop last night, but I looked, I don't know, sometime in the evening, and it hadn't dropped yet, so it drops today. I'm a little ticked at Amazon Prime because they, we may have talked about this, I, I don't remember, but I'm still mad at them, so we can talk about it again. Uh, they, instead of dropping the whole series, you know, like I already pay for the for the application. I already pay for the app, uh, and so just give me the show. Just drop the show. It's already done. Put it down. Let me watch it at my own at my own time. No, can't do that. We're gonna give me the first three episodes today, this weekend, and then it's gonna drop a new episode every week until I don't know sometime in January. Just stop it. I'm gonna go back to your. I'm gonna go back to your app anyway. Your platform? I use your platform. You making me go back once a week. I, it just drives me insane. And you know what else I started watching was the new Fargo, the season five Fargo. I'm, I only, I've watched about one and a half episodes. Looks really good. That whole, that series has been really good. And so I'm looking forward to it. That first episode was, was really good. So I started watching Fargo again. Oh, you know what else I found out too? And I, I did not realize this. Uh, Paramount Plus. Uh, I figured that it would be tough for them to do another season of Fatal Attraction that they did. Uh, you know, the first season was good. I enjoyed it, but I didn't. I figured it'd be difficult to do a season two. But Rabbit Hole on Paramount Plus, definitely with Kiefer Sutherland, that first season was really good. Nope, canceled. Fatal Attraction, canceled. So I'm not sure what's up with Paramount Plus, but uh, uh, you better start creating. I know you're still. I know you've got their deal with Taylor Sheridan, so you've got Bass Reeves, which has been really good. Only one episode of Bass Reeves left, too, by the way, and they only give me it's that's a weekly drop. So uh, anyway, and they have the all the 1883s and you know the Yellowstone prequels and stuff that have been really enjoyable and. They had a couple more that was worth it. So never mind. I'm not complaining about Rabbit Hole. They could they could go ahead and just cancel those damn shows. And I guess I guess congratulations are in order, although, you know, whatever. Uh, Trevor Noah is going to host the Grammy Awards. They searched the world over and thought they found true love. But, uh, sorry. Okay. okay. It's an old, stupid song. Uh where oh where are you tonight why did you leave me here all alone i searched the world over and i thought i found true love you met another and you was gone i was not expecting hee-haw today that was yeah hee-haw that was hee-haw that's from hee-haw yeah 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 that was hee-haw classic right they'd have the star come in wear the bib overalls the star would have his back to the crowd and then you'd have either uh what's his face or what's his face uh, from hee-haw facing the crowd and they would sing and then he would elbow the star and the star would turn around and finish up search the world over with a <laughs> she was gone classic hee-haw right there man i was forced to watch that with my great-grandfather anyway congratulations to trevor noah <laughs> I, mean, I, I would i would love 
to see if Trevor Noah even knows what Hee Haw was, because I bet he doesn't. Anyway, he's tapped to host the Grammys. This is coming up on February 4th. And like I said, the reason it got me into Hee Haw is that they searched the world over, because this is the fourth year in a row for Trevor. I mean, it's like, Grammys, what are we doing? I just give it to Trevor. Just let Trevor do it. It's fine. He'll be fine. He's done it for the last three years. Just, just let him do it. And people, that way nobody whines and they don't have to talk. Just let Trevor do it. So that's what we're doing. Uh, isn't that great? Of course it is. Okay, so now I can't stop thinking about Hee Haw. Because we got Junior Sample. I think of all these stupid bits that they did on Hee Haw. Junior Samples. You know, the big fat guy with the, the bib overalls. And he would shop, come and shop and call BR549. He'd always have the plate. BR549 would be upside down. He'd turn it over. Uh, he'd look down. Oh, he'd turn it back over. Grandpa Jones with his, I kept the love letter right here next to my heart, heart, heart. And then he pulls it out of his back pocket. Awesome stuff. <laughs> Uh, but those were some darn fine musicians on on hee haw you know what i'm saying you of course you do i mean you had roy clark who could play every instrument in the world and you had uh buck owens hello i've got a tiger by the tail i mean come on now that's 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 good american television right there hee haw oh my god I got to take a break. Who died today? Who died today? Well, let's begin with George McGinnis, Hall of Fame forward with the NBA two-time ABA champion and three-time all-star with both the NBA and the ABA has died at the age of 73. No, no, it doesn't say that he died following complications of a cardiac arrest. Duh. Uh, and he suffered. No, no, he was still, no, he had the cardiac arrest. He was still alive. Uh, he was struck. Yeah. Then. Yeah. So, uh, then, but he had a struggling with the bad back. He had multiple back surgeries. So, you know, there was other issues. So it definitely, definitely wasn't that George McGinnis dead at the age of 73. Then we have, uh, Emmanuel Debever. I think it's Debever. It might be Debever. D E B E V E R. I apologize if I mispronounce her name. She uh, is the actor who accused Gerard Depardieu of sexual assault. Okay. So she, uh, she accused Gerard Depardieu of sexual assault. And then um, there was going to be there's this big documentary about Depardieu that was airing uh, on uh, France 2. And they were, you know, this was, it was about this and, uh, she died of an apparent suicide. Nope. She jumped off a bridge. Nice try though. Nice guess. She jumped off a bridge. So that definitely wasn't that. Okay. So if you're thinking about, I mean, people jump off bridges all the time. I mean, I would not say I'm not going out. I'm not saying that anybody with. You know, Gerard Depardieu had anything to do with, you know, the Clintons or anything like that. And somebody, you know, took a fall. No, she jumped off a bridge. 
There was no, as far as I know, there were no gunshot wounds. But if you or someone you love are struggling, be sure you can have, there's 988. There's the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. I'm not kidding about that. Uh, Suicide has touched all of our lives. So if you or someone you love needs help, get it. It's, It's available. 988 is the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Then we have a Brazilian gospel. I'm telling who died today is full of who died. It's a little disappointing, actually. Uh, the Brazilian gospel singer Pedro Henrique, 30. He's doing a live performance. Falls over. Dead. Rest in peace, Pedro Henrique. I mean, that dehydration will get you every time. Every time. I'm, I'm sad about that because it doesn't. I mean, he just, he just collapsed. Doesn't say what made him collapse, so stop looking at me like that. Then we have the Turkish lawmaker who has a heart attack after saying Israel will suffer the wrath of Allah. And then he, I mean, immediately he gets done, drops over, dead, right there on the stage. Now, it's interesting to me, see the way you're looking at me now, as you're thinking, oh yeah, on the wrong side of the gods. But, I mean... For sure, it wasn't that, right? It wasn't that. Or was it? Or is that the wrong side of the gods? Now, it's you don't want to mess with Israel, man. You can't be on the wrong side. That is being on the wrong side of the gods. So, I suppose I should say rest in peace to Hassan Bibitz. One more. Who died today? 1,200 tons of sardines and mackerel. <laughs> Rest in peace. It definitely wasn't that. That's for sure. I don't think the mackerel and the sardines had that. But they were found floating on the surface of the sea at a fishing port in Japan. I mean, the pictures clean it up, man. It is gonna. You're gonna be able to smell Japan if you if you if you're downwind of Japan. It's gonna be thousands of miles, man. That's not gonna be good. Ooh. <laughs> And the smell of those fish are going to be terrible. No. I mean, it's going to stink real bad. It is going to stink real bad. There's no doubt about that. Now, experts, they don't know what happened. They just figure uh, maybe they had become stranded after being chased to the point of exhaustion. Okay. All right. They were chased to the point of exhaustion. So the schools of fish were chased to the point of exhaustion. That's what they do. So they don't know what caused it. Uh, they Now, the officials, big surprise here, have blasted the report because it could have nothing to do. Because that's the first thing I thought of, this right here, is that didn't they just start releasing treated wastewater from Fukushima into the water off Japan? Didn't we talk about that? Ding, 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 ding. Yes. Now, the Japanese officials, no. The Japanese officials, not that. <laughs> it's not that. Leads one to believe maybe it is. Uh, holy cow. So then, I mean, the they, they, they say it's not that. They tried to pick up the fish as much as they can. Some of the fishermen are like, we've got to get them out of the water because that just leads to less oxygen in the water, which is going to kill more fish. So just a uh, good rule of thumb for a little while um stay upwind of japan for a while 
Okay, so we talked about uh, layoffs and uh, you know the holiday layoffs, but there are some good things that have happened uh, recently. Alaska Airlines agreed to buy Hawaiian Airlines, uh, the two states that get an insert on a map in the U.S. <laughs> They're coming together. That's a funny line. And a surprise deal. That's not my line, so that's what I'm just saying. You know, it's a funny line. Uh, Alaska Airlines announced that it will purchase its struggling Pacific region rival, Hawaiian Airlines, for $1.9 billion. And the deal is expected to close in the next, I don't know, next year. Yeah, I mean, they're struggling. Uh, okay, we'll buy it for $1.9 billion. Okay, uh, we'll take it. So, regulatory, the Biden administration has been hostile to, uh, yeah, no kidding, to, to the takeovers. There's no doubt about that. So, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, because he wants to block the JetBlue acquisition of Spirit. Good luck with that. We'll see how that goes. Um, Honeywell is going to buy Carrier. So, we're going to have big AC uh, coming, at, coming at you soon. Honeywell's buying Carrier for five billion dollars seems like carrier it seems like carrier would be worth more than that uh i would guess carrier anyway you suck you're only worth five billion dollars uh and then uh, occidental petroleum uh the company has agreed to buy oil driller crown rock which operates in the permian basin here in uh, texas now uh, that deal is going to be 12 billion dollars yeah more of that needs a bigger cash register sound uh, it's the biggest deal for Occidental since it snagged this $10 billion investment from Berkshire Hathaway to take over the Anadarko Petroleum in 2019. Comes as major oil and gas players are snapping up other companies to secure their supplies, including ExxonMobil's $60 billion purchase of Pioneer Natural Resources and Chevron's $53 billion deal for Hess. Yeah, we got to get a bigger cash register sound. And then I see where uh, Macy's, uh, after they said, I think the buyout from Arkhouse Management and Brigade Capital Management, I feel like that is going to happen for $5.8 billion. Then we have Choice Hotels. Uh, they decided to launch a hostile takeover. Oh, this is like, this is like fat business. Fat, chewing the fat business. CTF business. Uh, <laughs> CTF on the floor. Uh, Choice Hotels launched the hostile takeover bid of budget hotel rival Wyndham. Wait. Choice, they're saying, is a higher end than Wyndham? I think not, but okay. All right, if you say so. There was uh, doo-doo no, no, I, all over the walls, the floor, the ceiling, and it stunk so bad. I don't think that was Wyndham or Choice, but if it was, holy cow. So they've repeatedly tried to make a deal uh, over the Wyndham, and Wyndham keeps saying, no, that's why they launched the hostile takeover. Uh, Going to take about $8 billion for that deal. Incredible. Incredible. Good luck. Good luck to all involved. I hope everybody keeps their job. Hope everybody you know, grows these businesses and everyone is happy. Hope that happens. There's no layoffs, no union issues. And uh, yeah, that's what I want. Okay, so you still have time to do this. This is a, this is a tremendous idea. I wish it was mine. I'm going to make it mine, though, because it's such a tremendous idea. 
I love it. I love it to for the fun of it. I love it to get people talking. I love everything about it. All right, we're coming up on the holidays. It's going to be tough to get it done for this year, but it's something to put in your hip pocket. Nobody has a hip pocket, Jeff. It's going to be it's going to be something to put in your back pocket for next year. Okay, I I I love this idea, and I just came across my timeline uh, on my uh, Instagram account at uh, Jeff Fisher Radio. Uh, might have been Facebook at Jeff Fisher Radio. Might have been X at Jeffy JFR. Might have been my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You know, it could have been an email somebody sent me at ChewingTheFatAtTheBlaze.com. Anyway, I saw it on one of those accounts. And it's a fantastic idea. Now, the, it, now it's presented as to get your relatives speaking again. All right, so if you have a family that's not talking, this is a way to get the family talking. I would say... This is a way to get them talking, whether they're talking or not, okay? You send a heartfelt Christmas card. Merry Christmas from all of us, the Fisher family. And you put in an extra kid that nobody knows in the picture. That is fantastic. I I cannot tell you how many cards are going to get sent out from Jeff Fisher next year. With I don't know where I'm going to get the kid, (laughs) but there's going to be another kid in the picture. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna have my wife's grandkids. We're gonna have the kids, and there's gonna be a kid that nobody knows. And you, all you just say is from the family, from the, from all of us to all of you. That's uh, gonna be awesome. Well, it's Friday, so it's time for what's being called America's favorite game show, What's the Lie? What's the Lie? Where contestants try to decipher the lie from four, count them, one, two, three, four headlines. One of them is not true. Thus, that's where we get what's the lie our contestant today josh kinder if he wins not only will he get to come back for another round he'll win a talking sense jeffy blue freshie and for more information on those you can go to the talking sense facebook group and find the freshie scent and design especially for you if you or someone you love would like to be a contestant on what's the lie you can email chewing the fat at the Josh, welcome to What's the Lie. How are you? I am doing great, Jesse. How are you? I am fantastic. I uh, it's been a, it's been a long year. We're coming up on uh, the culmination of the great 2023. I hope you had a wonderful 2023. Oh, I had an awesome 2023. So you live in uh, the great state of Tennessee. I understand the greatest state there is. Yes, sir. I I mean, okay. If you say so. How long have you lived there? I have lived here all my life, except for I lived in the god-awful state of Ohio for a few years. Well, were you, you and Simbatico with you, my friend. Okay? <laughs> eye to eye. Where did you... Oh, my gosh. Where did you live in Ohio? Outside of Cincinnati. Oh, even... Yeah. Holy cow. The, the roads are pitted with holes. And, oh, it's just awful. Oh, yeah. It's just it's awful. The, great it's just off did you ever go to cedar point though cedar point no i went to uh king's island okay all right eh, you know whatever 
whatever, whatever floats your boat. That's fine. All right, so Josh, you've been keeping up on the news, right? I've been trying my best. All right, so you ready to ready to play? I am ready. All right. Four headlines, one not real. What's the lie? Headline number one, Dakota Johnson, the actress, likes to sleep for 14 hours a night. Headline number two, a new study finds that blondes need fewer haircuts. Headline number three, dolphins spotted in Greece appear to have thumbs. Headline number four, scientists are making transparent wood to be used for smartphone screens. Those are your four headlines. Headline number one, Dakota Johnson, the actress, likes to sleep for 14 hours a night. Headline number two, new study finds that blondes need fewer haircuts. Headline number three, dolphins spotted in Greece appear to have thumbs. Headline number four, scientists are making transparent wood to be used for smartphone screens. All right, those are your four headlines. Josh, what is the lie? Oh, man, they all sound like they could be true. Um, <laughs> That's the, oh, my gosh, what? I know. Um, geez, I would love to sleep for 14 hours a day. Okay. Uh, would you, though? With- would you, though, really? I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's funny to say, but that's a long time. Anyway, go ahead. I'm going to go with number four, the wood, the clear wood. Oh, no, Josh. Oh, I, wanted you to, I wanted you to win, too. Oh, oh no. That oh, really no. bums me out. You know what caused that? Living in Ohio once in your life. Thanks for listening to What's the Lie? What's the lie? The subsidiary of Chewing the Fat Enterprises. All information is probably accurate at the time of the recording. CTF, WTL, MMXXIII. It was number, it was the Dolphins, wasn't it? You want to guess again? Because no. <laughs> um, it, don't tell me it was 14 hours. Nope. Because you want to try again? It was the blondes. Oh. <laughs> I'm horrible at this game. <laughs> no, but you had fun, right? Yes. I mean, you had, you had fun, I right? I had tons of fun, and it wasn't with Stu, so we're doing good. You, my friend, have just become my friend. and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.